You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast with me, Robbie Musto, and as ever with my buddy here, Robbie Earl, and we're going to try and sum up the last five days in the Premier League. Now that brings with these games, all the Premier League sides now have played 35 matches. We're really into the final run of this, of this title this season, um, and we'll get into all the stories of the race for the top four and, of course, the race for the title. And to help us, we do have a special guest on this show. We have the four-time WWE World Heavyweight Champion, Seamus, joins us. He's a 2010 King of the Ring as well. And he grew up in Dublin, a massive Liverpool fan. Now, we first met about a month ago at the Fan Fest in Boston, and it was great seeing him going crazy <laughs> when Liverpool got that late winner against Spurs. Uh, and we are recording this just after the Manchester derby. Um, so, Seamus, welcome to the Two Robbies show. Thanks so much for coming on. Just quickly tell us what you've been doing since that fan fest. Thanks a million. No, I just uh, actually, right after that fan fest, I went on to WrestleMania, which is our, our biggest show of the year at MetLife Stadium. And um, I've just been on the road wrestling and just trying to, <laughs> trying to, stay, in, uh, trying to stay in shape and stay on, on top of the game. Um, we do a lot of traveling uh, with WWE, and unlike football or rugby or American football, whatever, you know, we don't get time off. We're, we're literally on the go um, 365 days a year, uh, four days a week on average. So um, on that scale, you know, I feel like WWE is, is a world apart uh, from different sports. But like because I'm on the road, I'm always on the NBC uh, app on the, on the weekends or during the week watching uh, Liverpool um, Liverpool play and, mm. and play really well over the last, oh, yeah. last couple of seasons. So I was going to ask you that, Seamus, when you're away, do you watch games? Are you somebody who can watch a game, record it and, and watch it later? Do you, do you like to know the score? And then, you know, secondly, what's your thoughts are having had the Manchester Derby today? You were hoping United would do Liverpool a favour, but I'm afraid, yeah. mate, it didn't happen. <laughs> so, uh, actually, the, the Premier League has actually messed up my, my sleep pattern <laughs> uh, this year. Uh, because, like, again, some of the games, the early start, that's, like, depending where I am in the country, because we can be anywhere, like, from East Coast to West Coast. Yeah. And I'm always up with, I never put a plane, whether it's, like, three in the You watch it live whatever time? Yeah, I do, yeah. I don't, I, got, literally, I have my phone and my iPad with me, and I just connect to the NBC app and watch it live. Um, so I have the NBC Gold thing as mm. well, subscribe to that. So uh, I'm, I'm going to have a massive, massive uh, Liverpool fan, massive football fan, mm. Even when Liverpool aren't playing, like um, myself and a couple of guys in the roster, Cesaro, Rusev, Jim Baller, like we're always watching watching the, the games, and like it's uh, you know it's just a passion for us as well, you know. But uh, yeah, I don't miss a game. I, I don't watch it like in a replay or anything. I, I do I do my best to watch it live as much as possible. So, assuming you watched the Manchester derby, and we're going, of course, we're getting some detail about Liverpool Football Club. But what did you think to the derby, Seamus, today, and how both teams looked? So I, I, the first, I mean, I, like after the, the results that Man United have had over the last couple of weeks, like you know, mm. I, I, I wasn't sure how it was going to go. And the first half, they, you know, they kept they kept City at bay, and then 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 they just they just fell to pieces. I just watched this like to me that's the worst Man United team I have seen probably since 1990 uh, when Liverpool last won the league. I mean, they just no structure, no passion. Um, I, I I I just. It, doesn't look it doesn't look anything like a Man United team to me. Now I've obviously grown up as a Liverpool fan, obviously a massive rivalry between United and, and Liverpool. Um, but like I didn't even feel like watching them lately. I don't even feel like happy they're winning. I just kind of feel sad for <laughs> <laughs> United. I pitied. I just feel. I just. I don't know. It's just like. It's just like uh, I, I get, we used to be like that. That animosity. I don't even feel it. I just. I just look at them. I think, man, United are pathetic. I just feel really, really 
bad for them. What, what do you think? Like, to, what do you think to uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer being um, made the manager, Seamus? Did you think that manager. permanent manager? Mm. Do you think that w- it was a little bit too early? Did he do enough in the, that first run that you understood the appointment, or did you think they should have been a little bit more patient and wait to the end of the season? I don't see. I don't know. I mean, like they were doing so well. Yeah. I mean, that, didn't it, they? They were like amazing. unbeaten. Didn't they win ten games? They were like, yeah, they one won, one like, loss in seventeen all competitions. Wow. Champions League beat PSG, and and yeah, it was just flying, weren't they? And then all of a sudden, what what what? I find it a little bit difficult, Seamus. And regardless of sport, any sport, it'd be somebody like in in, in your your sport winning the, the you know the, the WWE title, and then next minute like can't wrestle an old lady or something. It's like they they've fallen off off a cliff. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, I've put, I've put it in Liverpool's situation. If Liverpool had been in that situation and they're winning, I, I would have been the same boat. I would have been like, listen, tie him down. Like, mm. not, like yeah. you know, yeah. Real Madrid are looking for some, like, you have all these big clubs, you know. And I, I, yeah, I was listening today, it was a too early. Like, you know, I watch Rio Ferdinand. There's a lot of gifts and memes going about Rio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, think Rio I think Rio Ferdinand jinxed him. Well, a bit early, like, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> but, but, like, I, like, then you have to be in a situation where United, like, if he's doing that well, mm. are you worried that some other big, like, you know, Real Madrid or, or PSG or some massive superpower comes on and goes, this, listen, this is the guy we need. Like, look what he's doing for United and he's not tied down to a deal. So I think United have to, I mean, as you said, one defeat in 17 games, like, you're, you're kind of going like, man, this, this guy's the real deal. Let's, let's, let's jump on this. But the wheels have come off badly. Mm. They just... You know, they just don't have any passion, those players. They just don't know what they're doing. There's no leadership in there. Ashley Young today, I felt even when he had his ankle, like, uh, messed up in the game, he still, like, I felt like he was still trying to push ahead. Yeah, but he's, he's a good old soldier, they just, yeah. They just, they just, the rest of them just look like, like they're on the lash. For, 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 for two weeks I'm, sure, I'm sure they're not but just just Seamus just want to get your thoughts on, on Man City one as a Liverpool fan because obviously they're the, the team you, you, you're vying for to win this title but just in terms of Man City how good are they I mean people are talking one of the best teams in Premier League here and what Pep's doing there And can you appreciate a team like that when your team's going head to head for them for the, for the Premier League title Absolutely. Like, I, I, I mean, I'm an all man city. Like, they're an unbelievable team. Like, the, the, everything about them from the from, from, from the back all the way, the keeper all the way up, like, mm. to the front, you know. Like, uh, I think, uh, I'm, I'm not sure in the stats right now, but I know, like, are we past, are we already past the amount of points that, that Man City won uh, the title with last year, or are we close? Because it's yeah, the eleven straight winning. wins. They they won it with a hundred last season. Can't do that this this time around. I think it's ninety eight. They can win they it can this time around. They yeah. Win yeah. The last three, yeah. But uh, yeah, but, I mean the league's better than it was to be honest last, last season. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy. Like I just you know, um, look, you can't deny how the, the mental class the Man City have. Mm. They're they're an unbelievable team, and they just they just keep winning. It's like I thought they might slip against Spurs. And then, you know, Man United at Old Trafford, even though United haven't been on a great run. I'm just thinking, like, these are... Burnley? The- can Burnley yeah. do it, mate? they got Burnley next. <laughs> I mean, we, you're hoping. You're Liverpool, man. You're hoping. Sean Dyche, they can, they can ruffle a few feathers, that Burnley team and Sean Dyche. You know, that's the thing. Like, will they? Will it be the team that you least expect <laughs> to pull out a result? I mean, that's, that's the great thing about football, right? You yeah. just don't know. But, like, this Man City team, they're just... They're so patient. They're so patient. Um, even when they're like with nil nil in the second half, they're just patient and they just get a goal out of nowhere. They've got so much class all over the pitch. Like it, it just, it's this hard. Like every time you just, you're actually, you just don't expect them to drop any points. That's the problem because they're just, they're just so good. And as a Liverpool fan, it's been so frustrating because we've had the mm. best Liverpool team we've had mm. in decades. Yeah, even better than the one that lost out when uh, Gerrard slipped to Chelsea. Yeah, like, even better than that. Just... And it's still, and you're still, you know, we're. <laughs> We're still like right behind, you know. It, it's mad. It, it's actually just mind blowing. Just before we get on to Liverpool and get your thoughts on on uh, in more detail on them, three games to go. Bookmakers now have Manchester City as strong favourites. Do you do you find it difficult to find a way that they won't win it from here, Man City? Just finally before we move on to Liverpool. I mean, you, you always have to believe. You know, you have to believe that they'll have an off mm. day. That you know they'll. They've had four. Up. They've lost four games. Yeah. They've had four off days before. So I know, uh, you know, and, and that's the thing. Like the games that I thought they would slip up in the Spurs game mm. and the uh, United mm. game are the ones they're they're pretty strong in. And um, they got the one in against Spurs and two today. I'm hoping. You, I mean, it's not over till it's over. Like you know, you see that all the time. 
you know. But uh, I, I mean, I'm, until the very end, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm obviously staying. The hope and hope is still there, you know, that like we, we can do it and that Man, United, Man City slip up. At the same time, we can't afford to slip up. So it's just, it's great. It's great football. It's it's so exciting for people as well, like for non, uh, non-Liverpool non and Man City fans as well, because they can just sit back and enjoy it. But as a Liverpool fan and a Man City fan, I tell you, it's like, I think I'm going grey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, just before we move on, Rob. Mm. We have got to just give our thoughts on this game, this Manchester derby, real quick yeah. before we move on to Liverpool. Um, sure. I, I just thought, you know, United started the first half an hour of the game, great energy. Yeah, it was a bit of a reaction. Ruffled the feathers defeat, a little bit, it? made it yeah. difficult for City to find their passing and, and there was very little space. They tired at the end of the first half and second half, it became a normal football game because United couldn't find that energy again and City took control with a couple of excellent goals from brilliant young players. Are you surprised anything else, Rob, in that game that, that you want to mention right now? I, I, I think we saw a reaction to a, a, a terrible performance at Everton that, that for 45 yeah. minutes United hung in more, there. Made, yeah. There should be more than that, and, and, and they weren't. And, and I thought that, that what uh, Manchester City showed was champions resolve. It was a tough first 45 minutes. They toughed it out. They did get out. They earned the right, and they say that in, in, in every level of football. You have to earn the right to play your football. City did that, and I think that's what, what sets them out apart. Not only are they supremely talented and got skills and goals threat and everything, they dig it out. They, they work character. hard. They got, they some, got some real in character in, in that group, and, yeah. and that was the difference today, man. Yeah, and, and I think they're they're big favourites right mm-hmm. now. But as you, as you, we've talked about, there's there's three games left, yeah. and there's still a lot of football to be played. Now, Liverpool, they did their job. Can, Cardiff can, City. Can, sorry, sorry. Can, go ahead, mate. Can, no, no, no. Can I just say one thing? Yep. As well? Yeah. Like, you're talking about. Like, here's the thing. This is the, this is the thing, like, it blows my mind. We're talking about Manchester United at Old Trafford in yeah. a Manchester derby. Correct. Mm. Like, Correct. Like, it just, Where it's the like, standards gone? Yeah. Like, you, you talk about, like, you're at home, you're playing the Manchester mm. derby, you're in front of your own fans, you're at Old Trafford. Like, and, you know, you're going in, everyone's still saying, oh, they don't even stand a chance. It just, I, it just blows my mind how far they've dropped in the last couple of years. They like, spent. They, oh, they spent, held on for the first half, but they should have been. They should have been taking the game to City the whole time. Mm. Like they're at home, you know. And it, I, I, it blows my mind that that they've dropped so far, and that the mentality is that they could try and keep Man City at bay at home. Mm. I, but I that's the world, that's the world we live in now, isn't it? That's what we are yeah. now. United since Fergie left, that six seasons now almost has been done. Uh, more than a billion dollars have been spent on players in those six years to get them back to the top. And now we're talking about a rebuild, and some of the players, a lot of the players, aren't good enough. And this young manager mm-hmm. that's got very well no experience at the, a really high level in terms of management has been trusted to do that. So I totally agree with you, Seamus. But but that's not where we are now. You're right. The United yeah. should be taking the game to City. They should be dominating. They should be forcing a result and making City hang on. But it, we're just We've got not to stop there. looking back, haven't we? We're just and start not looking there. forward for Man United. Yeah. The past was, was rosy with, with Sir Alex and all those days. But they did tough to get back. Let's talk about your team, Seamus. Let's spend a little bit of time on Liverpool because you you said it. I mean, it's been a magnificent season. They could be picked by a Manchester City team that that are outstanding. <laughs> Yeah, are, are you are you just delighted where you are with your team? Is is, is finishing second? Well, finishing second in, in a strange way. Be okay to the, this city team, and and you go again. Champions League now, two games against Barcelona to to go in the semi-finals. It's it's an interesting situation. Um, obviously, you know, I we want to go in there. I, I want nothing more than to see Liverpool win yeah. the league for the first time since 1990. I felt like that the way this team has played, um, we've been phenomenal, and I feel like. This is the time to win it. But saying that, like, just to see the to see the lads give everything they have and mm. consider and continue to, to to get results, get results. You know, we dropped a couple of points, which obviously is going to come back to haunt us. The West Ham game was yeah, frustrating to watch. Yeah. The Leicester City, I think yeah. it was a Leicester City game, or is it? Maybe I'm missing up a couple of games here because there's so many. But we dropped points. Yeah. Yeah, we dropped points against a couple of the Everton game as well uh, that we played at the last Everton game. Mm. You know, so you know we didn't take the chances. We didn't. We didn't. You know, we didn't. Like, but like that's the difference between Man City. Like they, they were like they they've they've they pushed ahead in that situation, you know. But um, I am so proud of this Liverpool team. Um, they're also in the semi-finals, the European Cup, the Champions yeah. League, mm-hmm. and after coming off a final, they're growing, man. It's like the team is getting better and better mm-hmm. and better. And the longer these these players, and hopefully you know they stay and and, and Klopp obviously sees the weaknesses are are, are 
positions in the team that can be strengthened for next season. Like as long as we keep moving in the right direction, but this team is just going to get better and better and better. And uh, like I'm optimistic. Like if it was a team that if I was watching this team and like the, most of the players were like at an age where. You know, they've only got two or two years left to mm-hmm. retirement, or they're at the end of their careers. I would be worried. I'd be like, man, this is the time you have to win it. Like, oh, we're, you yeah, know, this this, yeah. this team is at the end, but th- th- we don't have that. We have a lot of youthful players, a lot of great, uh, great back, solid back line mm-hmm. from Allison all the way. Gomez coming back. Trent mm-hmm. Alexander has been phenomenal. Robertson, mm-hmm. Van Dijk to me is one of the best center halves in the world. You know, you've got like I think the only really aging player there is Milner, and he's been tremendous. He's yeah, been an unbelievable work. He's a freak. Yeah, just how good does it? All this this positivity and you know a, a title that's what's going to be ninety seven points they could get and still mm. and yeah. still lose the title or not win it basically. How does it rank in the Liverpool teams that you've seen? You know, right through the years and some great Liverpool teams. You know, it's funny. I, I watched uh, when I'm in the morning doing cardio and stuff, whatever. Like, I, I watched, like, I put the iPad up and I watched, like, all old seasons when I was younger. And, you know, it's like some of this, like, the last, last time we won the league, the, 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 the teams in the league weren't that strong. You know, mm. we, the teams weren't playing in Europe. Yeah. Aston Villa were second. But I feel like this team is, man, I, just, I feel this team, when it's clicking, when they're on form, oh. it goes back to probably the, the mid 80s. Yeah. Uh, for, Douglas and Rush and yeah, all that, yeah, yeah. Beardsley, Bonds, yeah, even before yeah, that, even, the Whelans yeah, and the yeah. even before Nicholas, that, yeah, yeah. Mulvey, you know yeah. I mean? Lawrence, yeah, Mark Lawrence, Steve yeah, Nichols, um, our, our good friend, yeah, like it just to me, it's like that's how good the team is. Now, you know, again, you have two two major team, another major side of Man City who are on form as well. To me, the, the greatest Man City team mm-hmm. that probably ever been, and one of the greatest Premier League yeah. teams there's ever been. But yeah, it's. Yeah, I'm 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 so proud of this team. If we don't win it, like you know, I know that going forward they're going to build on this season and be better again next season because that's what they did from last season when they got the Champions League. They built mm-hmm. on that. That they produced the form they produced this season, and I think next season again when like so Klopp will, will figure out where he needs to strengthen. He obviously knows what he wants to do for next year. As long as we keep growing, keep building what we have. I'm very, very optimistic for the future. Well, if we don't win it this year, which I'm still hoping we will, and still mm-hmm. believe we will win the league this year, uh, it'll definitely be next year. You know what I mean? Like you're not building a one horse race. Like that was the thing with the last team um, when with the when we when we missed out was that like you saw the following season the team fell apart. Suarez left yeah, and, yeah. And, and Sterling wanted out, and yeah. the whole team was just brutal. Obviously, you're keeping the faith. I just want to ask you, mate, just just sort of for, for my own interest. We're all different kind of football watchers, and we saw you in Boston when uh, Liverpool scored late and what it meant to you, and, and you, you jumped in with the crowd and that. Uh, do you turn the place up upside down when Liverpool lose or draw a game? Are you one of those who, who throws the furniture around and wrestles with people? <laughs> or throws people or, to the Because I'm thinking I, I might not want to watch, watch a game with you if that's what you are. <laughs> I I can't, I can't depending on what's at stake, you know, depending <laughs> what's at stake. It can like when we uh, I was in there, I was on on the road with WWE and we were in like catering and uh, we played PSG and when Firmino got the winner, I I, I literally the chair went flying, the <laughs> table went flying. I was just I just jumped out of my chair and everything around me just just came with me, you know, like it was, uh, it was glued onto me. But yeah. no, I'm I, I'm super passionate. I'm super passionate. Uh, yeah, we, I think we've it's, seen that one. I think I think we've seen that. Okay, yeah. Brilliant. Listen, listen, before you go, and, and this has been marvellous, by the way, to get, yeah, get a, a, a lot, genuine, yeah. a real no, good you. fan of everybody to come on and give us your opinions. I know that you've got a popular YouTube tan- channel, Seamus. Tell us a little bit about that before you go. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I've, been on, I've been at WB for like 10 years now. And, um, I was, you know, sometimes when you're going, you're doing the same thing over and over again, you know, it can, things can get like very repetitive. Um, it's kind of like watching Liverpool like fail back <laughs> in the night. So. But um, no, it's um, it's a YouTube channel. It's called the Celtic Warrior Workout. It's about brave change, which is basically a journey of breaking out of a rut in your life and finding a new path. Just like dropping your ego at the door. And I started working out with um, other WWE superstars. And I've worked out with like a lot of like um, kind of like real life superheroes. I worked out with a, 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 U, a U.S. Army uh, Marine who lost both his legs. He still goes to the gym every day. He still trains legs. I went worked out with a 94 year old man uh, who was in World War II. Mm. I trained with a pregnant, uh, eight month, uh, eight month pregnant lady doing a pregnant lady workout. Done all these different types of workouts mm. with these very inspirational people. 
and it's all to inspire other people to try and like you know sometimes it's hard to figure out like where to start when you want to work out and you want to get healthy and you want to get fit and these videos are me going to someone else's uh working out with someone else going to someone else's house or going to someone else's gym and doing their workouts and most of the time i fail and land flat in my face <laughs> it's their type of workouts but it just shows the whole message is that like if i can fail i'll be working on my whole life it, there's no there's no harm or shame in failing um it's just all about the process and the journey it's all about inspiring people to work out and change their lives that's where the brave change things comes from so it's celtic warrior workouts it's a lot of fun a lot of messing like a lot of chat like we just had today, a lot of banter, good banter and good crack. And uh, again, it's just there to inspire people to, you know, to take that first step towards brave change. That sounds great, mate. Listen, we'll make sure well, any of our listeners go to YouTube and look for the Celtic Warrior Workout with Seamus. Uh, I'll have a look at that myself. Me too. And we could do, we could do one better, lads. We could, we actually do a brave change workout with the two Robbies. There you Absolutely. go. There's a future I'm right there. I'm serious. We're, we're, I'm, I'm serious, lads. Like, I'm up to connect. Yeah, let's, let's connect up and let's do something. I better get on the weights. Yeah. <laughs> give give <laughs> myself the summer to get on the weights. Listen, we're going to keep our fingers crossed for your yeah. Liverpool. These three games to go. You never know. There's always a twist in this Premier League. Listen, mate, delighted to have you, you on. Thank you, Seamus. We'll, uh, we'll speak to you soon. Good luck with, with the wrestling and the YouTube channel. Thanks, guys. And just again, back at you. Thanks for keeping me entertained and keeping <laughs> the football on and, and keeping the... Keep me being able to allow me to be able to follow my uh, my favorite team and watch what watch watch what I love, my second love, which is obviously wrestling and then um, football. So thanks for doing that, lads, and thanks for uh, what you do every week. I appreciate it. Lovely, thanks, thanks mate. Yeah. Thanks very much. Cheers, lads. Cheers. Okay, that was Seamus. Brilliant to have him on. Robbie Musto, we're just going to take a, a small break here, get a word from one of our sponsors, and when we get back, we'll talk about. I don't know if it's a race to top four or do people really want to finish in the top four spots. We'll talk about the top four teams after this. It can be a little frustrating, especially if you're in a hurry or running late to find yourself at a railway crossing, waiting for a train. And if the signals are going and the train's not even there yet, you can feel a bit tempted to try and sneak across the tracks. Well, don't. Ever. Trains are often going faster than you expect them to be, and they can't stop. Even if the engineer hits the brakes right away, it can take a train over a mile to stop. By that time, what used to be your car is just a crunched hunk of metal. And what used to be you, well, better not even think about that. The point is, you can't know how quickly the train will arrive. The train can't stop even if it sees you. The result is disaster. If the signals are on, the train is on its way. And you... Just need to remember one thing. Stop. Trains can't. There are three things every homeowner wants their home to be. Smarter, safer and more fun. What if I told you one link by First Alert has you covered? First, meet your family's new best friend. The one link safe and sound. A hardwired smart smoke and carbon monoxide alarm with a premium home speaker and Alexa-enabled all-in-one sleek device. Built with First Alert safety technology and providing an immersive, great sound experience, the Safe and Sound elevates any home. But it gets better. One Link by First Alert also offers the One Link smart smoke and carbon monoxide alarm that work with the One Link Safe and Sound. The device is easy to install and protects against both smoke and carbon monoxide. If smoke or CO is detected in the home, the smart alarm will notify you via exclusive voice and location technology and send a notification to your smartphone, whether home or away. A smart home should start with smart protection and One Link by First Alert welcomes you to a smarter, safer home. Visit onelink.firstalert.com for more information. When you need auto parts but can't get to a store, visit o'reillyauto.com. You can buy your parts online and pick them up in the O'Reilly Auto Parts store of your choice. No shipping costs, easy returns and convenient pickup on your schedule. Shop your way for the parts you need at O'ReillyAuto.com. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices, every day. Okay, welcome back uh, after a few words from our sponsor. Okay, Musty, we're going to recap the results of the teams vying for those top four spots. Let, let's start 
Saturday, Manchester City got a 1-0 win against Tottenham, courtesy of Phil Foden's first ever Premier League goal. Let's turn to Sunday. Everton hosted Manchester United and gave them a doing, beat them 4-0. United, all kinds of problems there. So Arsenal had a chance to make a move, and they, at home, lost 3-2 to Crystal Palace, which is a really poor result for Arsenal and Unai Emery. Turning to Monday, then Chelsea have their opportunity to, to make their move. Chelsea 2, Burnley 2. Burnley messed them up, made the game a little bit difficult, and, and Mitch Osari was sent off. Callum Hudson-Odoi ruptured his Achilles. Looks like he's going to be out for some time. We wish him well. And so then we turn to Tuesday. Tottenham at home. have played three games at the new uh, White Hart Lane Stadium. 1-3, conceded no goals. They made it four with a 1-0 win late against a, a difficult Brighton team. Christian Eriksen with the goal. And so we come to Wednesday today when Manchester United hosted Manchester City and we wondered would there be a reaction from United to that defeat against Everton there was they played reasonably well in the first off but City as ever found found a way goals through Bernardo Silva and Leroy Sané enough to give City the three points that they need to take them back top of the table and another away day bad away day for Arsenal they got beat 3-1 at Wolves so Let's talk about the teams in that race for the top four spots. Let's start with Manchester United, Rob, because they're always a story. Mm. There was a lot coming out of, you know, we'll start with the 4-0 defeat um, away to Everton, what that meant uh, to, to the team. And, and then obviously we'll talk about the 2-0 defeat today at Man City. Yeah, I mean, just quickly on the Everton game. I mean, I think a lot of people describe that as one of the worst mm. Manchester United performances mm for a very, very, very long time, mm. going back to the Sir Alex Ferguson days, yeah. um, that sort of bad, which i got to say shocked me a little bit, Rob, because yeah. you know, this bad run is, is just continuing, mm. you know, and, and that game was, was warning signs, um, which we did see a reaction in the, the Manchester derby against City earlier on, yeah. as you'd expect after that, but it wasn't enough. No, it wasn't enough, and... and... <laughs> The problem I'm having with Manchester United, Rob, right now is do we need to start lowering our expectations? Are we living too much in the past of what United did and the trophies they won and, and, and the, the, the type of football they played? We, we've seen a little bit of it under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, not sustained. One, win in, in, one loss in his first 17 matches. Now it's seven losses in, in his last nine all yeah. competitions. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's stark. That's, that's terrible form. And it was interesting, after the game against Everton, Ollie was asked whether his players care as much about Manchester United and the way they play as he does. You've got to ask them. Uh, I've asked them. Uh, you're not going to get the, the answer uh, from me. But, of course, if you want to play at this club, it has to mean more. And it's got to be... I've said it as well. I want, to, want my team to be the hardest, work, most, the hardest working team in the league. That's what we were. Under Sir Alex, that's what we've always been. You've got Giggsy, Bex, Gary Neville, Dennis Irvin, whoever. The talent you've got, you've run more than anyone. Every single week, at uh, shift up and down that pitch for your teammates. And uh, we have to stick together as a team. We can't change the whole squad. I'm going to be successful here. And the players there that won't be part of that successful team. But there are players there that, of course, many of these uh, do have it. You know what, Rob? This is this is one of the, the toughest things that I think that we have to try and tell our listeners mm. how and why. Yeah. And, and the first 10, 11, 12, whatever it was, the run that he yeah. went on, we saw United at their very best with the, the, the star mm. players, the important players playing at a whole new level. And we came on this show week in, week out, yeah. and we're like, wow, this is what is potentially possible with this squad. Yeah. Now... It's tough to try and say to our listeners what the heck is different <laughs> because right now with pretty much the same guys, there's a few injuries, but not an awful injury mm. list. He's got most of the main attacking players available for, to him. And yet we're in a rut now where they look like they're done, that, they're, that there's no kind of real desire to work, to play like we saw earlier on. And it, and it kind of makes you think of the bigger picture again, like, yeah. wow. Was Jose Mourinho, with some of the things that he said about this squad, and he, he, he went mm. to war with quite a few of them, yeah. where he was unhappy with, he probably had a point, Rob, in certain mm. players. And, I, and, and I, we shouldn't be afraid to say that and to say, wow, 
he had a point on some of these players. Now, the, the truth is probably somewhere in between because we all agree that some of that United football under Mourinho was awful and some of the tactics in trying to improve players was not the right way to go. So it wasn't something that, need, yeah. that, that could continue. Yeah. But in certain situations with certain players, he must have had a point. And now after the initial honeymoon period, the euphoric rise of this, the, the return of this, this, this prodigal son that's done so well in the past, now it's got old, the honeymoon period is over, mm. and is this squad reverting back to somewhat the norm yeah. or, or worse than that? Where are we, just specifically on that, Rob, and, and just how good are this squad and how big, by the way, Mourinho getting them to second place last year? Mm. It's kind of looking all right now, isn't it? It is. Uh, and in answer to your question, I, I think what, what we saw in, in, the, in, in the bump, in, in the social going in and players playing well, is... That shortism when we've all, we've all played in teams where a striker, somebody might come in your team and score 10 goals in a short space of time. You think, wow, this is... And by the way, that's his spell. You know, he never gets 10 goals again maybe in, in the next 50 games because I get the sense that this Manchester United cannot sustain those levels of, of, of But that of was quality. a pretty long good it run. Was, it was a pretty long good run, but why... You can only go on the evidence that you've seen. Why right. have we seen in the last nine yeah. games this? Why have we seen it? Is, is, is it? Were they pushed to a level, Rob, where it was like trying to get every inch and again? But that was that's out of the norm. That that's beyond my 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 real expectation. Where I am is somewhere a little bit. I, I'm maybe. 30-40% less than that on, on a regular basis. Yeah, and, and it's obviously proven to be too hard to sustain. And certain players are nowhere near the levels, Rob. No, no. We were talking about the difference of Pogba and look mm. at his numbers and goals and assists. Marcus Rashford was lively, was scoring. Lukaku, when he got back into the side, was bright. I mean, you can go on and on Rashford, and on. The, the front three are really interesting, and, and I want to talk. I want to talk about Paul Pogba particularly in an interview that he did with, our, with one of our colleagues, it's Guy Laura Wood. But before we get to that, just the front three, Rob. Let, let's just say, at the very best, when when they're in that good form, really good form, Lukaku, Rashford, and, and Martial is a proper threat. Think of them all on good days. That's a proper threat, Robin Mustard. Well, you just said it. Yeah. On, on good, good days. But, so what I'm saying is, are they good enough players to have on good days 30 times in a 38-game season? Are they those kind? Are they Mane, Salah and Firmino? Are they Aguero, Bernardo Silva and, and the, Sterling? Not. Are they those guys? Can they bring those kind of numbers and consistency and threat on a regular basis? Maybe they can't. Rob, right? Maybe they can't. But you you tell me how much money's got to be spent to get better three players than yeah, them. That's so, so there's mm. different parts of the team, in my opinion, that that have to be addressed immediately. Now it might take it might take a few years to get to see the best of Rashford and Martial. Yeah, potential, younger players yeah. learning the game. And, and, and the level of Liverpool right now with the front three mm. of, of both of those two teams is phenomenal, by the way. It's phenomenal. Like some of the best on the planet. So but, but it's Mane, tough but, to, to... But Mane, in, in, in terms of, of cost, is only similar to Martial. You know, we're buying one and we're buying one. Okay, so you're coming on to, you're coming on to recruitment. Yeah, Which absolutely. is like, I, I say it, almost all the time is the most important thing and I'll say it again I said it on the show a couple of times mm. today in the six years that Sir Alex has gone six seasons now one more than one billion dollars on new players and we're sat across a desk here mm. talking about you know this squad needing new players uh, and a rebuild etc etc that right there is what's happened to this football mm. club that they've trusted the first manager they've given yeah. a bunch of money to bring in his players and, and Boy Moyes brings in Fellaini and a, lo a load of others Louis van Gaal comes in spends a fortune on certain load of different players uh, Di Maria and, and there's a, again Martial came at that point and then he goes and then somebody else comes in Mourinho and doesn't like these sort of players wanted to sell Martial maybe and a few others and then another manager comes in that, that's not right there has to be a director of football that's going to 
decide. Well, they don't need to decide yeah. what the, the, the DNA of the football yeah. club is. That knows what the DNA is, and then every signing is just like, um, yeah, okay, yeah, you want him? That's, that works for United. And somebody just to kind of curate the the, the, the situation in recruitment, um, and maybe change a philosophy to maybe more of a younger player that some of the others have gone with. Certainly, Man City have gone yeah, with that. Yeah, a, a profile. That, a profile isn't that a, as a, a, a joined, in terms of yeah, the big picture? Feels like it needs some joined up thinking, right. some strategy, some some understanding. So when Fellaini becomes available, somebody upstairs says, mm, no. he's not really our type, actually. Uh, we, you know, he's a good player. How about, he, how yeah. about yeah, um, B, somebody, C, D, yeah, you know, yeah. they, they more suit our, yeah. our, our, our right. style. Isn't that profile, the way that they, they the have to go now? So here's an interesting one, Robbie Musto. The names that are being banded around, and there seems to be a little bit of steam in the thought that Mike Phelan mm. gets that job. Now, an experienced manager we've talked about, young coaching staff around him, and then you move Mike Feeling to a role that I wouldn't say is his strength, is his expertise. The, the West Coast Mariners, I mm. think, in Australia. Mm. He took a director of football job there in July of 2018 that didn't last very long. He knows the Australian market. <laughs> he knows the Australian market. <laughs> but no, you, you're right. I mean, if you're going to pick a director of football, you know... Heavyweight European contacts, With knowledge, networks, with experience. Contracts, links to agents, understand what, what buyout right. clauses are on, all that stuff that's worldly that you've got to be in the know. And if you can have a former Manchester United really great player... That becomes a massive bonus, and a lot of teams have that. Bayern Munich have always done that. Go on, then. But my point on that is, I totally agree, but groom one. Find one, identify well, one, hang on a and minute. Groom, You just said they needed one. an experienced guy yeah. that knows the market. Correct. So get, can... that, get that guy in, and if you think Darren Fletcher is that type of person, if you think... Right, to, to learn under work, this guy. Absolutely, three or four years of learning, make the contact, see what's happening, get man the scouting, understand all those, in, so that you're, you're putting that guy in, in four yeah, or five years. He becomes years, a specialist in that role. He becomes a specialist. Don't just pick him because he's Man United and he's got this and that. that mm. That's not... I don't, want, I don't want that position. Edwin van der Sar mm. is a chief executive yeah. of Ajax. Well, I, now, enough form, said. Form, yeah, enough said. Former United, great player, experienced in the role, and... Look successful. What look look what at they, what they're look doing. What they're doing. Developing younger players. Wow. You, you would take four or five if of those. If you want a new direction for Manchester United, it's that it's there mm. right there. Edwin mm. van der Sar, you go back to developing younger players, which is not easy, I get that. But you put a, you put a real emphasis on trying to, to, to produce some of your own and you bring a coach in that, 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 and a whole recruitment policy that's geared for the future. Mm. And for me... Younger players, new new blood yeah. that's got no chip, no massive wages, no massive transfer fee that want to be successful at a club like United. Now that policy might take a long time. Yeah, Rob. that's you've not got to have easy. Patience, yeah, and, and but isn't, got to, isn't that kind of the way like to go? It feels like a fresh way to go, and and I kind of get the sense United fans would see it, Rob. This needs a rebuild, and I think they get it. But listen, it's difficult. I want to just point you to, and obviously time's moving on, yeah. I want to point you to, to a guy who I think we both agree in terms of an individual, Paul Pogba, is an outstanding player. Can be a game winner, match changer, could be a big part of this football club. But many people are criticising him. Many people are highlighting things he doesn't do and attitude and social media and all those things. It's interesting. So we sat down with our colleague at Sky, Laura Wood, and he was interviewed after the Everton game in terms of where he felt himself and his teammates disappointed. After the Everton game, was there a lot of speaking amongst you? Did you all have something to say about that performance? Obviously, we let the, the manager speak, uh, the, staff, uh, the, the staff speak, and uh, they say uh, just the truth. What we did in, uh, in, the, in the pitch is not respectful. It's for, for the teammates, for the staff, for for the people, for the kid man, for everyone. I don't know if it's enough, but obviously that they want uh, the fans want reaction of the players and the, the only way to apologize to them is to give everything on the pitch and the body language as well is not is not good enough for this shirt. Because when you're here it's the you deserve it and you have to give I would say your life. What are the key things that you think you need to work on as a team? The key thing is just uh, just go back to the basic. It's really, it's really simple, but it's really hard because the basic thing is work for your teammate, uh, stay in your position, defend, 
and ask yourself, uh, did I give my best? Could I do more? Could I do less? Did I really play for my teammate? And those, this is things that make you make you grow because you're the, you're you're your first enemy. That's what I always say you're your first enemy, and just give your best for the team. Try, keep trying. You do mistakes. We always do mistakes. That's for sure. There's nobody's perfect. It was interesting, Rob, after the Everton game, so the match finishes, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer goes in front of the travelling fans, apologises for the team's performance and, and says sorry. We see social media that's awash with Manchester United players all posting feeling sorry. I get the sit-down from Pogba. I get that he, he's taking ownership of it, and I like that. But there's a point, Rob, where football's gonna, football and performances are going to talk much more than, than what people say. When, when you watch a game... Mm. When you see the effort, when you look at the stats, when you see 50-50 balls bouncing and, and United players not winning it, that tells me more than anything that's on social media, any interviews that I sit down. And I kind of feel as though this is the stage, Pogba included, but not only Paul Pogba, have to decide and have to be part of moving this football club on. Let me tell you where I am right now with Paul Pogba. And we've had plenty of evidence now from different angles of this. He needs a good team around him, right? He mm. needs to be in a dominant football team. Yeah. He needs to have excellent central midfield players around him and a good defence so he can go and do his thing. When he's got that, he can win a World yeah, Cup. A yeah. He can do, he, he can do great things with Juventus that dominate. The French team that's, that's yeah. brilliant bunch of players. In that regard, you'll see the best of Paul Pogba. Right. But right now, the United, the United team isn't that. So he has not shown us what the best he can do. Now the question then becomes, do you do you say, you know what, Paul, we're gonna get that team for you mm. yeah. and stick with him and get him on side and trying to produce the team that gets the best out of Paul Pogba, which by the way, is not is not anywhere near ideal. You want every player, particularly your star player, to find a way to be effective, to, 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 to drag your team to better performance levels instead of inconsistent, not really being involved because the team aren't that so, great so, now. So you're Ollie. Do you keep him? Yeah, I keep him. Do you build around him? I, I, I try to persuade him that we will get this team that's going to make you look a star player every single week because that, that's what he needs. Mm. Uh, you know, back to you, Rob. That's not the way that footballers should behave in a club. Mm. If a player mm. is basically saying, you know what, I can, I can shine but only in a great side, a lot of managers say, well, off you pop then. We don't yeah, need yeah, your attitude yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. And that is what some fans are thinking about Paul Pogba. Get him out. His heart's not in the right place. So that right there is the, is the conundrum of whether you stick with him or whether you say, you know what, we don't want your type. Off you pop. Well, and I don't care about the agent. People say, oh, the agent wants to move. I don't care. I, I'm telling you how I, I see it. First day after the end of the season, I call him in my office because he is the most important player for me at the football club. I sit him opposite my desk and I say, do you want to be part of Manchester United, my captain, who helps build this football club? And if he says anything but yes, looking me in the eyes, anything, if, 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 he, if he did this, if he takes a moment, if he gives me a musto exhale, he's gone. He has to convince me that he wants to be there, Rob, and he wants to be the man, because given that, I can go with him. I just don't know whether you're giving him an out. Well, if they it, don't finish it, in the top I'm, four, there might be four or five that say, you know what, I think I can go and get a Champions League side. If you allow him to go, where does that leave the football club? Yeah, but wh why am I keeping him when... Because I not, said why. Because yeah, he can be not, a great he's not, player. He's, he's not going to be committed to me. He's always, talking about all, he's always talking about all the big clubs who we can go to. He's always talking about, I don't want that. This is Manchester United. If you don't want to wear that red shirt for Manchester United... Well, go to Real he's a Madrid. World class well, go, player. Yeah, go to Barcelona. But he's only a world class player if he's committed to you. If he's not committed to you, he may as well be playing at Watford or Everton or, or a team like that. And you've got to try. I, I, I don't agree with that. I think you've got to. You don't ask him. You, you try and persuade him. You, you get him on the side. You're if, you're, if you're the I'm right Manchester manager, United, you, I don't, you, you I don't want a to manager persuade. to inspire him. Look around the stadium. Look around well, mod, modern-day footballers. Look, Welcome look, to modern-day footballers. Look what's around you. This is Manchester United. It doesn't get much bigger than this. Do you want to stay? Yes. Let's move on. Do get you want on, to stay? No, uh, off you pop. 
Well, I, I think that's, that's too easy to let that sort of quality player leave your club. And what does that say about him as a manager that, he's, that he doesn't inspire Pogba to want to stay? What does it say about Lukaku and some of the other players that might say, you know what, I'm not, I'm not, yeah. I'm not staying around here. Philip Coutinho at Liverpool Football Club decided he wanted to go. How's that all work? But that's out? different. By the way, but that's but, different. The Liverpool, Liverpool held on to him and he went when the deal was amazing for the football club and we know what's happened after that. I just think that's a little bit different, Rob. Uh, this manager needs big players to support him, to play for him and for, for him to persuade to stay. Of course he that does. he's going to build but a you've team. you've got to want to... The bottom line, I know. Rob, you've got to want to play. And if, and if for all your ability, you, you, you think you should be something... You think you're too good for the football club, you're no value. Do you think that's his... Do you think that's what yeah. he'll, he'll roll his eyes, not yeah. look at Ole Gunnar Solskjaer in the eyes and say, yeah, I'm, I'm committed here. Yeah. But I, not I, really mean it. Not really mean it. And, and, and for me, you, you've, wow. got, you've got the, the, the ghost God, of Pogba. What chance you've you got, got the Robbie? ghost of what Pogba. Chance, well, what chance, though? What chance of You have to rebuild again. Well, how can you rebuild on, 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 a, on, a, on a base that you don't know is going to well, be there? Well, can you, can, you, you've got to persuade him that we're going to sign this guy, this guy, and this guy. It's going to make us better. It's going to make you look better. You've got to try and do that job. No, it's sad have. that you have to do that, Bob. It's sad that you've got to do that. And he's done that, Ollie, by the way. Everything that's come out, Pogba's my man. This is going nowhere. He's going nowhere. Eventually, eventually, when when you go into a big game, Rob, when you're playing a derby, when you're playing Liverpool, when you're playing Chelsea, you need that guy to deliver. Does Ed Woodward now think, well, I should have waited another month? <laughs> oh, Ed, 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 Ed. Of course he does. He does. But do you know what, Rob? I kind of feel like he's where he is now. So... That, thought, those, that kind of thinking doesn't help me. What he's got to do now is support this guy, surround this guy with the best people he can mm. and start to rebuild the is club. Is he going to do that? It's Mike feeling... I mean, what... what do, do you, do no, you, what, no, I have no faith right. in the experience of... of that of, this summer's going to yeah, sort yeah, the structure yeah, of this club and have right, somebody right. who's head of the football side. Running the football... Football what, side. Even, Everton got Marco Brandt. Was it Marco Brandt? So as it came in, he's now part Marcel of the board. Br- Marcel Brandt's in. in that. Right. Do you know what I mean? Just somebody who goes, right, he's now the decision maker. Yeah. Yeah. Arsenal are trying to do it. They've restructured yeah. their football club. We know that Chelsea uh, are kind of in between. Michael Manella was the yeah, guy. Yeah. Uh, Gravaskaya now, the ladies in charge of that role. Liverpool are, pretty um, much. Man United are a little bit old, aren't they? They're a little bit like Yeah. Michael Edwards at Liverpool, vote. director of yeah. football, assisting and yeah. aiding Jurgen Klopp. That's the way that football's mm. going and United is still behind. And just quickly to finish up, again, that's the reason for me. A billion, a, mi- a billion dollars spent and that's, we're, that's we're talking money, about a rebuild. Wow. It's a, it's, a, it's a problem. Let's talk about, let's talk about Tottenham because um, they uh, lost 1-0 to Man City having had the drama of beating them in the Champions League and then uh, faced a, a difficult Brighton team who came pretty much to, to park, the, park the bus 4-5-1. Um, Chris Hutton making no excuses for his team desperate for a point and, and nearly got there until I think it was 22 shots or something crazy that, that Spurs had on the night one of them counted in the end the Christian Eriksen left foot from about 25 yards enough to, to beat the goalkeeper get all three points and put you would say on 70 points now Spurs in, in a pretty commanding position and a real good chance of finishing top three yeah and moving to the stadium has been yeah. a boost I yeah. think we thought Huge that boost, that there's yeah. a there's kind of an abnormal amount of home games in the, the, the last part of the season that they could take advantage of it. They have taken advantage of it. I mean, this game, I couldn't... I mean, again, I, I understand you do what you've got to do for Brighton. I understand they didn't break any rules. Um, and I understand there's a huge difference in ability. But my goodness, in terms of defensive setup and the whole 11 players are within 20 yards of their goal line... Uh, it, I, I understood the frustration from Spurs and Ericsson. They allowed him the space yeah. to shoot from 20 yards and he scored. That, that was a that's risk. The quality, but, isn't it? but that's the way. I mean, mm. at this point, who cares? Who yeah. cares the way yeah. you get your results? Spurs have been beat up with injuries, all the rotations. They ended up with uh, Vincent Janssen, by the way. Up Is front, he still there? He's Vincent still there. Janssen. With Fernando Llorente as a front two. Um, so, so, again, Pochettino. What a man he is yeah, and what, what a bit of character this team's got that's been questioned many times before. And they, as you said, they're in third spot right now, 70 points. I think everybody thinks that they will make the top four um, given their recent form. Um, but, but a tricky game negotiated and by a, a classy, classy midfield player in Christian yeah. Eriksen that will be desperate, the club, that he will sign an extension with them. 
Absolutely. So we got to uh, Monday. Chelsea hosted Burnley. It's a Burnley team that were in good nick. Three straight wins. It was a Chelsea team that has shown a little bit of resolve. Got through in the Europa League to the semi-final. So you're thinking Chelsea at home will probably get that job done. Um, it ended up 2-2. They were 1-0 down, went 2-1 up and then allowed Burnley back into the game. All the goals in the first half. Callum Hudson-Odoi picked up a ruptured uh, Achilles, yeah. which is, it puts him out, which is really disappointing for the youngster who just started to make a, a, a mark in, in the first team picture. But the game was kind of remembered for slow management by Burnley. They messed it up. They did what yeah, Burnley needed. They, need. they, worked they did what Burnley needed to do. Yeah, yeah. And at the end, there was a little bit of, of push and, and shove it in the tunnel. Mitchell Sarley got sent off. In the end, Rob, we, we, heard, we, we hear from uh, David Luiz, we hear from Gianfranco Zola, that Mitchell Sarley didn't, didn't speak, and we'll hear from Sean Dyche, just kind of giving us a, a sense of how this night went. We try everything to win the, the game, and then uh, it's difficult when you play against a team. They had uh, two chances, they scored two goals, and then uh, they didn't want to play the game. And for me, the authority in the pitch is the, is the referee, and when the referee is not there to try to, to check uh, what you have to do inside the pitch, it's difficult. I think they lost. They were trying to lose in time all the time, more than in the since the first minute of the first first half, and then in the end uh, uh, is anti football, so it's difficult to play. He's been sent off. I think he's been offended as well. So he, he didn't feel uh, that it was the right thing to to do to come over here to talk to you. So apologies for for that from him, but. Here I am, and sorry, I know that you wanted him, but um, I, uh, you can understand he's frustrated about the game, frustrated because he's been sent off, and for the other thing I told you before, and so he prefer not to not to come over here. I think he's been told something from the, from their bench, but uh, don't ask me exactly what because uh, I don't want to go down that line. But I think uh, uh, you know. If, we we'll see what we can do about that. I think there will be a follow on that uh, because, as I said, uh, uh, Mauricio felt very, very unhappy about it. We understand it's a football game and it's heated, and uh, you say words because uh, you know because of the adrenaline. But uh, he he wasn't particularly happy about that. Well, I, I don't know what you're allowed to say anymore. Handbags, manbags, bumbags, some kind of bags uh, was happening in the tunnel. Um, I didn't see much of it. I was out clapping our fans who have been tremendous all season. It's a long way down here on a bank holiday and uh, they've come out in numbers again. Wow, yeah, I mean, Burnley, um, by the way, that was an important point for them. Mm. That puts them on 40 points and they're, they're going to be safe now. And again, a little bit like Brighton, sometimes teams down there got to do what they got to do. You know, they didn't break any rules. No. They fought, they scrapped. I didn't see any excessive time wasting. Absolutely. That's the way it was. And it made, they made it very difficult in the second half for Chelsea to find a way through. What I would say, Robbie Earl, and this is a little bit different than maybe what you expect. I thought Chelsea, I thought Chelsea played well. I thought they penetrated. They got two, two really good goals from yeah, open play. Goals, yeah. And in the second half, yes, they struggled to find a way through against mm. a very resilient, aggressive, well-organized, determined Burnley side. And yes, do I want to see two strikers play for them and, and mm. do something different? Yes, I do. But I, did, I, think, I, think that they're tr- I think their attitude's good. I think the football was better. I think the penetration, the vertical, the, the through balls through the lines has been better than I've seen for a little while. The, the, the issue for Chelsea has been the same all season long. Alvaro Morata, Olivier Giroud, Eden Hazard, mm. Gonzalo Higuain. Centre none, none of the centre forwards that's played there has looked to be the answer to get regular goals to, 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 to thrust them into a further place in the league. But let me throw one at you then. Higuain, struggling for goals. I think he got three Premier League goals. He scored a great goal. It's a night you're saying this penetration. It's looking dangerous. Yeah, they've got two goals 20, against yeah, the tough we're, side. We're, we're 28 minutes to 20-odd minutes to go. Sorry takes him off. He has a bit of a tantrum in fairness. And yeah. I've got to be honest, I'd have a tantrum. I'm struggling for goals. I've scored one. He's coming to the last 20 minutes of the game. The game might open up. I'm an 18-yard box predator. Why are, you, why are you taking me off? Listen, I, 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 I said it. I, I, I agree. I think maybe twice before, and we've seen nearly every Chelsea game this yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. 
a couple of times before, he did go with two players up front and ended up being a 4 2 4. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that's bad. At least mm. you're having a real mm. go. So I don't, I, I, I haven't got an answer for you in this game why they didn't try that and bring yeah, on Giroud and, and, and bring off the, off, one of the three yeah. midfield players mm. or something. Kante got the first goal, swept it in with yeah. his left foot. Uh, Iguain's goal was a really good finish. And I'm mm. thinking, that's more like yeah, it, Chelsea. Yeah. And then, you, you know, the criticism comes from the second half. Yeah. And again, we've given some criticism and reasons why. I just think Burnley were tough. They were tough, tough to break down. Burnley do what they do well, and it's not easy to do. They set the two banks of four. They've got the two strikers now. both got 10 Premier League goals, and they do what they do well. I still have an issue, Robin, and, and I, don't, I can't tell you the reason why the Mauricio Sarri and Chelsea fit doesn't feel right to me. And I, don't, I can't say this reason, that reason. Well, it's a different sort of fit. Yeah. The and, style uh, is very different. There's, the football is very different. The man different. is very different. The man is, but so what? No, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying it doesn't quite feel the Chelsea fit. I'm going to be interested what happens in the summer. I think he stays on. See, I, I'm not so sure. I think he stays on. I'm not so sure. Yeah, I, I just, we, we'll see where it goes. Yeah. And we'll see who finishes in the top four. Right now, by the way, Right, and we and who no, let's and, and really, do, who well, knows? We need to chuck in Arsenal, don't we? We need to yeah, talk about but before Arsenal. we get to Arsenal, because I think Chelsea mm. are going to do it, and that's the first time I've said that because I've stuck with Manchester United. And mm. to be fair, there's a huge game, isn't there? Manchester United are playing Chelsea, Chelsea uh, at the home weekend. on Sunday, eleven thirty kickoff Eastern yeah, Time on NBCSN. That's the big one. That, that's a chance for United to to to, to, to prove me up. wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And United, oh, it's a chance for Chelsea to prove you right. Right, and it might be decided. Right there, by mm. the way. Right there, eleven yeah. thirty on Sunday. Because if Chelsea go there and get a result and win, yeah. they're gonna they're gonna do it. If United beat Chelsea, mm. by the way, then they've got a great chance out, yeah. given Arsenal's struggles mm. to finish in the top four. So I just wanted to hit that right there yeah, as we're talking about Chelsea. And and again, could be wrong. Mm. Very very tight race. Plenty of football to play. But I think there's been a little bit of improvement with Chelsea. But again, we'll see. We'll see. Let's uh, finally talk about Arsenal in the top four race. Two games for them. Uh, one on Sunday, they lost 3-2 to Crystal Palace. Christian Manteke get, uh, getting a goal there. Uh, Wilfred Zaha and uh, I think it was MacArthur with the header before uh, Arsenal came back into the game. And then they go away on the road. as ever two wins in the last 10 in the Premier League on the road. They get beat 3-1 at Wolves. A Wolves team that looked like they, they'd not got over the semi-final of the FA Cup and, and were on the way out. And... <sighs> Just when you think this oh. <laughs> Unai's got this Arsenal team yeah. going. Well, he has away through. from home, has he? He yeah. hasn't away from but, home. And, and, and it's something that, that rankles with them, that, that that's kind of tells you about this Arsenal team. You, st that you still can't rely on them, Rob, when, when they go away from home. Mustafi was dropped to the bench amidst report, amidst reports that, that he's getting hammered off the fans. Of course, Quite right, massive it? mistakes in the home game against Crystal Palace. Um, on the bench today... And away from home, he hasn't been able to find the formula. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I think you can go two weeks ago and Arsenal looked like the team that yeah. were going to find a way. But mm. I think I, I never agreed with that because of the away yeah, form. I, I, I mean, I, I mean, I, in, in terms of probably how you feel with Sarri and Chelsea, I feel with Emery and, and, and Arsenal, I think he's done a re really good job. And I know they've got issues away and I know he's going to have to address some of that. Maybe it's personality and the way they he's play. Done a, is he, he's done an, a good job because we know we agree he's got good attacking players. But, but and you know, it, they're fifth on the table right now, get, and they're still making poor away performances. Now, yeah, I agree that I he's done that. a very good job, yeah, yeah. but are we giving him a free ride on some of this away, um, finding the right team balance, etc. we've seen away I, from home? I'm not, because I think he went into a, a club with lots of issues, Rob. Sorry's got a way better group of players than, than, than Emery has. Emery's got two decent strikers mm. at the moment that you can build off and, and, and mid, maybe a little bit of midfield promise. Defensively, they're all over the place. Goalkeeper, I'm, I'm unfortunately not too sure about. And uh, I just think he, he, he's done well to keep him in there fighting for it. I think given time, given support, this guy will do a good job for Arsenal. This season, where are they? What's going on? What's, where, where are they going to finish? I mean, where are you now with your final? I think we all agree the top three. Yeah. There's one more um, spot. I think right now, looking at Chelsea... Massive game Sunday, but I'd give them a slight advantage. Do you? Who do you believe in right now? I did believe in Unai, but mm. they've got away games to come. You're probably right. Maybe Chelsea might might just just nick it. I mean, honestly, Rob, week oh, by week, oh, it, it changes. It's incredible. It's almost like you know what? You should give three Europa places this year. Give, <laughs> give one to somebody at the bottom of the league, or somebody. It should be a, a floating one who's given yeah. to somebody. Let's quickly talk about the bottom half results, Rob, yep. and, and then we'll wrap this one up. So, still. A little bit of life down there. 
Brighton played Wolves on Saturday. That was nil-nil. Newcastle were the big uh, winners, the big movers at the weekend. They beat Brighton 3-1. Jose Perez hat-trick on that one. We'll come back to to Newcastle. Sunday, Cardiff played Liverpool. Could Cardiff upset Liverpool? No. Wijnaldum well-worked corner set routine. Milner penalty enough for Liverpool. We've talked about Arsenal and Crystal Palace getting a great result that that, um, made sure they stay in the league next season. Chelsea 2, Burnley 2, Burnley, absolutely no problems now getting back to old Burnley. And Tottenham, we've talked about uh, the Brighton game, uh, went to defend, defended for 80-odd minutes, but a Christian Eriksen left foot was enough. Um, let's, let's go back to Newcastle and Rafa, because we shouldn't over, overlook the job he's done, mm. the way he's done it, the limited resources. Almiron picked up an injury, he's going to be missing me until the end of the season. Jose Perez, I know when you're, 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 you like him. Yeah, he, I think he's decent. I he think he's, he yeah. got a hat-trick, and it was really interesting, because after the game, he, he was asked by reporters about where he felt he would be next season and what kind of team he, he would be with. And he de- definitely didn't say he isn't going to be at Newcastle, but I thought it was a really interesting answer. When do you have the talks about your contract and, and the transfer war chest that you need to, to bring this club to a different level, even from this? Yeah, no, today is just enjoy, and then during the week uh, we'll see. But uh, my uh, focus is in uh, doing what they have to do with the players to be sure that uh, we continue competing until the end. But in an ideal world, you'd want to stay, wouldn't you? In an ideal world, I want to compete for something. That is the main thing. And that means there are conditions to staying on, which obviously there are. So in terms of, do you want more control on transfers? It's not just about cash and it's not about... I don't have any problem with that. So I, from the beginning, I say I can see the potential of the club. I, th- I can see what the fans are watching every single day. It's a full stadium, the city behind the team, a team that they care. So it's uh, to do the right things to compete. Now, if you see our position uh, in terms of uh, wages and, and transfer fees, so we are not competing. So then we have to compete. He's right. Mm. I mean, he's totally right. First of all, about the club, the full stadium and the city behind the club. It's a brilliant, brilliant football club. He's done a marvellous job there. It's kind of similar to last season where they looked in relegation trouble and finished the season very strongly last year. Got up to 10th, I think it is. it was last year. Now they're in 13th. They've got 41 points. So they're safe. He's done that. He's done a great job. I just, I've always felt that he needs to see real progression off the field and real guarantees for him to stay another season. Mm. And those words there, I mean, you know, maybe tactical and what you're saying there, that the club are going to hear that. Um, he has got all the power here. His contract's yeah. running up. He's not going to be short of offers anywhere around Europe in terms of a, a big job for a manager's job. They absolutely need to keep this guy's perfect for the club, but they've got to find a way to go in the right direction and spend some money. He said it, transfer fees and wages. Yeah. They, he needs to Absolutely. compete. They don't compete at that top end, the top six, seven, eight clubs in the league, and they should be. I think he's seriously thinking about leaving. Yeah, I, I definitely think he, he's thrown it on, on the lap of, of, of Mike Ashley and said, OK, it's up to you. I, I will stay at this football club if you support me and give me a chance to, to compete, were his words. But do you think he will? Is anything going to change there? They might sign one or two. Is that well, going to be enough for well, him? Well, I think he's publicly saying and, and showing the fans, the 50,000 fans who adore him, that he's saying, listen, I don't want to leave your football club, but the guy in charge, if he doesn't help me, yeah. is going to drive me out. And he's yeah. just put it, laying it all out there so, mm. so everybody knows it. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to the, the, um, the remaining spots in the relegation mm. zone. Of course, Fulham and Huddersfield are down. Yep. For me, it's all about... Cardiff City now, they've played 35, got 31 points, and Brighton have played the same amount of games, yeah. got 34. There's so three points yeah. between, between three points. them. And the goal difference, by the way, they've got a was it 13 goal difference better, uh, Brighton as well. So that's almost yeah. like four points. And coming up on Saturday, 10 o'clock Eastern time on NBCSN, Fulham host Cardiff City. Mm-hmm. Huge. That's huge. They've huge got to win that Cardiff. one, Cardiff. They've got Fulham and Palace the next two before they t- take on Manchester United at home at um, Old Trafford on the last day. And what about Brighton, Rob, in terms of having to win? I mean, 12.30 Newcastle. Eastern time, Newcastle at home. Can, can and he Brighton have got foot, nightmare games can, can he be a bit more... I mean, the last two games we've seen Wolves and, and, and Spurs, and I know he's desperate points. He's gone four, virtually five, one. You're at home to Newcastle, who defend well anyway. Do, do the same. Poor 5-1. Yeah. 
I'll tell you for why, because when they went away from that over the last couple of months and tried to get on the front foot a lot more, the results haven't been there. Mm. We saw in the first half of most of last year, Rob, we talked about it in the show many times. Oh, here they are again, Brighton. They're they're going to be super passive, super conservative and open up a little bit in the second half. They've just got back to that in the last couple of matches. And I think that's his default. That's his back to basics. And the results have been better. Grinding, grinding. Seven games, no goals. All competitions, <laughs> seven games. They're I mean, banging you, trouble. You might need a goal somewhere. Locoria and, and, and Joanne Barch and, and Glenn Murray, bless him, 35 years of age, still running around. It's going to be tough for them, but they do They, they do need a, a couple of results. And listen, Newcastle in good form will come relaxed to the yeah, Amex Centre uh, Stadium at the weekend. That, that's going to be a good game, 12.30 uh, on Saturday. So, are we done, mate? Is yeah, that I think we, so. Is that today? Well, yeah. that's it for another action-packed week of Premier League football. As ever, we want to hear from you, our listeners, so download the two Robbies. Please rate and review the show and let us know what you think. In a week when City won twice and go top of the table, including a powerful win in the Manchester Derby, it's the citizens that now have complete control of this season's title. And we'll be back on Sunday with another Premier League podcast after match week 36 and Robbie must have told us with games some great games Tottenham West Ham Fulham Cardiff Southampton Bournemouth Brighton Newcastle and then on Sunday Leicester Arsenal Burnley Manchester City and the big one Manchester United taking on Chelsea so for now I'm Earl Keys Musto together with the two Robbies and thank you to our very special guest Seamus the four time WWE World Heavyweight Champion thanks for listening and it's a good night from me and it's good night from him. Good night. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.